Thank you. Good morning. I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed um, the time of seeking God this beginning of the year. Um, how many have really met with God in deep and powerful ways? I, I really haven't, and I just feel a difference um, in the spirit of in the spirit of what God's doing. And you know, things always happen when we when we pray. Do you know that? Like, things happen. Like, it's not just, you know, speaking blabbing words. Like, our words have power. And when we we decide that we're going to take the time and put other things away, you know, uh, put social media or different things aside, and we're going to take that time, um, or meals, you know, we take that time and seek God. You know, he says, those who seek me, find me. Amen. And, and, and God is real and he's powerful and he, he's such a good father. And it's not just for a few people, like he desires to be in relationship with us all. Like he's our dad and he's like a good dad, right? He is a good dad. And, and um, the Bible says that he doesn't slumber or sleep, that he's faithful And so when we take that time, he doesn't say, oh, that's not good enough. How many feel that sometimes? Like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I fasted two days, but oh my goodness, that's not good enough because there's 21 days, right? And, and no, that's not, that's not the voice of our father. He says, those who seek me, find me. So as I want to encourage you, we're halfway through, you know, uh, Jim was saying that he, he was believing God for a hundred percent participation in this a hundred percent and um you say how could that be it could be maybe some people in this room you know are going to say you know what i'm going to give up tv for this 21 days or i'm i'm going to abstain from you know social media i'm going to abstain from this and that or i'm going to you know i'm going to fast that means don't put food in your mouth right um, and I'm going to fast, and I'm going to seek God. In that time where, where we would eat, I'm going to go away with God, and I'm going to seek him. I'm going to read his word. And, and we have this whole, um, this whole uh, booklet. How many have enjoyed the fasting guide that we have? Um, it is so good. I think we have some still in the atrium. It's not too late. But every day we have a devotional in there with scripture and a theme for us to do this together as a family. Amen? Um, for us to, to seek God as a family. And, and I want to encourage you, as you're doing it, reach out to others and share what God is showing you. Because what he shows you is valuable. And, you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, it's, it's, it's not as powerful as this person. That's a lie. Don't believe that voice. Like, what God shows you is powerful, and it's not insignificant. You know? I remember hearing this testimony of someone uh, they, you know, it, it was uh, um, it was at a conference, and they 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 were in, they were taught about how to uh, you know go out and love people and and uh, pray for the sick and all of these things and you know move in power and so then it came to the activation where they had to go 
go out and put into practice what they learned. And so uh, they said, go and reach out to someone, pray for someone, listen to the voice of God and, and respond to what he's telling you to do over the lunch and come back and share testimonies. And so, you know, there was testimonies going on. People were talking about, I prayed for my waitress and she had her back healed and all of this crazy stuff. I got to lead this person to Jesus and, you know, all these powerful testimonies. But there was this one testimony, and I remember Mary sharing this story. There was this one testimony of a woman who came up, and she said, "Uh, my testimony is I just actually notice people for the first time, you know? And sometimes we can get in our little world where we don't notice people, and that was just as powerful as a testimony as the person who got their back healed or came to Jesus. Do you know what I mean? So, like, when God is moving, acknowledging it, and it's powerful, right? And so let's just take this time as a family, as a family, to seek God and find him. Amen? Because things will change. Things will change in this world and in your life and in your family as you make this decision. And, and no word from God is without power. It's powerful. So take the time. Grab one of those um, those. Uh, um, what do you call them? Booklets, guide, fasting guide. And, you know, if you haven't started with us, just start and, and, and just believe God for great things. Amen? Believe him for great things. So, amen. That has nothing to do with my message today. <laughs> um, we're in a series about our vision um, in the beginning of uh, last week, actually. Um, Jim had, t- had talked about our vision a little bit, and I'm continuing this series. And um, I bet, you know, if you look in the front um, of the seat in front of you, or if you're in the front row in the seat behind you, you know, we have our little bulletins in here. And then if you go in the bathroom, you'll see, you know, the bulletin in there, and people say, oh, it's so creepy because you're staring at me when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I get it. I don't understand. But anyways, <laughs> but we put them in there because, you know, I mean, we, we want to use every moment, right, for people to understand what's going on and hear what's happening here and, and, and to be able to get involved. And um, so on one of these cards, it talks about our mission, if you, if you turn it on this part here. And our mission is to raise up disciples to impact their world. And you know what? We're called as, you know, pastors over this church to equip you not to do all the work, right? We're, we're called to equip you because there is people in your life that we can't reach, that, that, you know, God has ordained you to be able to reach and to minister to. And so we're here to help you to be able to impact the people around you. We're not here for ourselves. We're not here to grow our church and all those things are good things or make a name for ourselves. We're here to help you. Amen? We're here to serve you. We're here to love you. We're here to encourage you. That is what we're put here for. Amen? The Bible talks about um, in, um, in, I believe it's Ephesians, my mind's wandering for me, about the fivefold ministers. Is that in Ephesians? Okay, thank you. The fivefold ministry gifts. And it talks about pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets. All of those there are not for people to serve them. Right? I mean, in our world, it looks like that, doesn't it? It looks like, oh, you got to serve the leader, right? 
You got to go serve the leader. No. The Bible says to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Our job is to help you. It's not for you to be, you know, helping us, even though it works vice versa, right? Because we're part of a family. And so um, our job is to equip you and help you to see you go higher than we are. Come on, right? To see you do more things for God than we have. To see God move through your hands greater than he's moved through ours. Amen? I mean, I've seen blind eyes open and deaf ears open and all of those things happen through prayer. But man, I haven't seen the dead raised and I'm believing for God to use one of you to see the dead raised. I'm believing for God to use one of you to be in your workplace, in the presence of God, be so strong on you that people get healed like Peter, like Peter's shadow, right? I mean, come on. God is moving and he's at work today and he's moved too many times for us not to believe that he wants to do it again. Come on. There was a testimony and I, um, you know, as we have the offering, um, you know, we take, uh, people put their connection cards in there and on the back of the connection card, there's a place where you can write your prayer request and you can put testimonies and someone wrote a testimony on there. They didn't put their name, but they wrote a testimony on there about um, during a, a few services ago when we were having our activate time which activate time is the time where someone comes up in the middle of worship, and we have that time to invite Holy Spirit to move, to activate faith in this place, right? And, you know, we see people get healed. We see God move. Some people get free from, you know, all kinds of things, depression or fear, all of these crazy things. Like, God is powerful, right? And so someone wrote down, I think there was something said to the fact, like, the person doesn't have to be here to receive what God is doing. And so the person wrote on the back of the card something like, two of their family members, something happened when that prayer was going out. And they, and, and like they came back and, and all of this crazy stuff. So, I mean, that is amazing. Amen? And, and that's what we want to see. We're here to raise up believers to impact your world, their world. Amen? That's our job. It's not for you to serve us. It's for us to serve you. And, you know, the Bible talks about as you give, you receive. So as we're giving, we're receiving, right? And so it's like an overwhelming blessing. And then underneath that part um, in the bulletin, it says values. And it says, as we pursue our mission, the following values help guide us. And then um, there's four little um, circles there. And it says, the first one, we are growing to be more like Jesus. And the second is, we are a family like no other. We love the person in front of us. And we boldly uh, respond to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And so today, um, I'm going to be talking to you about being a family like no other. Amen? Being a family like no other. How many know... When you can come into a place and you don't feel like you have to, you know, be all this in a bag of chips. How I many you know that saying, right? You don't have to be all there. You don't have to arrive, you know. You don't have to be, you know, like the popular people. Like, how about if we had an atmosphere in this place where however state people are in, whatever walk of life, whatever is happening in their life, that they are loved. 
Come on. What would it look like if there was a family that just accepted people? Wow. Is that a crazy concept? Wow. Like, wow. I mean, the, the Lord talked about praying. You know, his disciples asked him, he said, you know, Lord, teach us how to pray. And in his prayer, he said, our Father, um, who are in heaven. <laughs> Amy's laughing over there because she forgot this on prayer evening. It was so funny. We loved it. It's so good. Our Father, who are in heaven. Watch me not be able to remember it, okay? <laughs> our Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That means like to worship him. Uh, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? And it says, give us this day our daily bread. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory in the kingdom forever. Yeah, thank you. I think I got it right, right? And so, you know, oh, and yeah, our trespass against us, yeah. Thank you. Amy, do you feel better now? <laughs> Woo! With that said, I want to introduce our live street audience. I would just say hello to you. <laughs> you're part of our family, too. Even though you're not in this room, we love you, and um, we're excited that you joined us today. And so, um, anyways, where was I going with that? Okay, so he said, <laughs> he said, um, you know, teach us on how to pray on earth as it is in heaven. And you know what? God's government in heaven is family. Do you realize that? It's family. It's family. He's a father, and he's a good father, right? He always wants the best for us. He's not a dad up there with his mallet that he's angry at us, like, come on, when are you ever going to get it right, right? How many have believed that? I have. I believe that for, like, most of my life, that I, God was always ready to kill me if I did one thing wrong, right? But no, God is good. He is cheering us on. Do you know that? Like, he is our greatest encourager. And so much so that Jesus, it says in the Bible that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Like, he wants us to succeed, right? He's not sitting there and saying, oh, Kelly, come on, when are you going to get this right? I'm so thankful for that. Because if he was like that, if he was a father like that, I would still be in the cave of despair, Right? But because he's such a good father, and it's not a, he's not a, a father who is always angry, but he's a loving father, and he is an encouraging father, and he's a just father. He's a God of justice, right? And, and because of that, like, we can be encouraged that, you know, there are good days ahead, right? And, and because of that, he is our role model on how to have family, Right? And in the church, it is a family of families, right? We are a family. We are family, right? <laughs> I got all my sisters and me and brothers, right? Like, we're a family. And, you know, some of us in this room, like, our earthly family is a wreck, right? And it's so hard. And so, you know, the Bible calls us brothers and sisters in Christ for a reason, right? It's not an accident because we're family. We're here to encourage each other. We're here to lift up one another. We're here to spur each other on to do good deeds, right? Good works, right? We're here to help each other. Like, it's not meant for the pastors to do all the work, right? We're meant to do it together. In this room, there are gifts that Jim and I don't have, and we're excited about that, right? 
Like there are people in this room that have gifts that are needed to see things accomplished in our world. To see our world change, right? And, and we're not meant to do it all. It's not supposed to be a long ranger. It's supposed to be like a weave. You know, you ever see like a weave, something woven in all the colors, and it brings this beautiful picture. And that's how it is in the body of Christ. We're all different. We're all diverse. And that's what heaven looks like. Right? Heaven is all different nationalities, all different people, all different ages, and all are valuable. And so how about if in this room, we choose that everyone is valuable, amen? That everyone is valuable. Everyone is worthy of love. I don't care if you're young. Like, wasn't that beautiful with the the kiddos leading worship today, leading a song? It was so powerful. And, you know, like, all of us are valuable, from the youngest to the oldest, It's not just, you know, you you hear uh, stories of people saying, oh, the next revival where God's going to come and it's going to be a revival of young people. Yeah, but we need mothers and fathers. We need younger people for the young people to raise up, right? So it's a family revival, right? It's a family where everyone plays. Uh, We just went recently to a conference in October And 35 of us from Faith Chapel went to this conference in Pennsylvania called Voice of the Apostles. How many went? Wasn't that amazing? So powerful. We just saw God heal and all these crazy things. It was so good. And we just, 35 of us. It was crazy. It was fun. We rented three Airbnbs. And um, anyways, I totally forgot what I was going to say about that. We're a family. (laughs) Family, 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 right? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, like, you know, that's gone. I'm not even trying to recover it right now. Okay, so, you know, how many know in the world people are longing for family? There are so many people broken. There are so many people that need love. There's so many people that don't need um, us to point the finger, right? What happens when you point the finger? It's like you're telling them to leave, right? You're like, get away from me. You're pointing the femur. Get away from me, right? Think about it. (laughs) And so, you know, we're not called to point the finger. We're called to love people just where they're at. If that didn't happen to me, If people didn't love me right where I was at, I wouldn't be here today. Like, I was a hot mess, okay? I I still am. Actually, the girl I work with during the week, she tells me when I'm not with her, I'm a hot mess. So (laughs) she said, Kelly's beautiful on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but the rest of the week, she's a hot mess. So So anyways, um, you know, like, I was seriously a hot mess. And if it wasn't for the love of God and the love of people, I I would not be where I am today. I'll tell you, I was in a service, and um, I I went up for prayer after the service, and I I didn't even know it was anxiety because I lived with it my whole life. And, I mean, people talk about anxiety all the time, right? (laughs) Now, but back then, now this is showing my age, (laughs) back then no one talked about it. it. I didn't even know. I didn't even have a word for it. I just knew that... 
um, you know, when I would get around people, I would just feel uncomfortable and I would feel scared. And I didn't know, and I, and I, but I would go, but I still had that feeling of being scared and feeling like I wasn't going to measure up and all of these things. And in this service, I remember I got prayer and the power of God hit me. I never experienced this before. And I it was like electricity. How many have ever uh, stuck your finger in a light socket? What happened? You'd like fly, right? And you fall down. Well, that's what happened to me. Like the power of God came over me and I fell down. I'm shaking and I'm like, ah. But you know what happened when I got up? All of my anxiety was gone. Completely gone. I mean, I was like, what's going on here? Like thinking, Ooh, the sky looks brighter. The birds, man, I can hear the birds, you know? Like, it's not all about me anymore, you know? And, and so God, like, totally touched me. And if, it, and if I wasn't feeling like I could just come up and be myself in that situation, I wouldn't be here today. And so, like, us being able to be a family, you know, being there for people. You know, people are the way they are because of what they've been through. Do you know that? Like, people are the way, and, you know, it, things in our life shape us and cause us to have, you know, to be the way they are, you know? And let's not take people at face value anymore. Let's choose to say, you know what, we're not going to take people at face value. People sometimes are ugly because ugliness has happened to them. And they just don't know how else to respond because they're so used to rejection. They're so used to ridicule. And then people come to a church, and they get it high gear, but let's say, let's just decide that in this place that we're just going to be a family that loves. That's simple. That we don't point the finger. We don't know what that person has been through. We don't know their story. And you know what? I'm a firm believer of people, you know, of confrontation needs to be in the midst of relationship. You can't sit there and confront someone and tell them, what they should be doing if you don't have a relationship with them. You have no business to do that. That's my opinion. Do you agree? You don't have the business to do that. Like, the person has to give you access to your heart. And so many people, especially church people, sad to say, they cross that line all the time. And they try to give advice. They try to, um, you know, they try to confront all of that stuff without a relationship. And you know what happens? More hurt. More abuse. And then in the name of God, right? And that's not God at all, right? But what if we decide in this place that we're just going to love people flat out? And you know what? The church isn't just this building. The Bible talks about the church being the body of Christ. We're the church. So wherever we go, we carry Jesus. And we're the church. So what about if we decided that we're going to go in our, in our world, our sphere of influence, that we're not going to judge and point the finger, that we're going to love people flat out? Like, what would our world look like? Come on. What would our world look like? It would be amazing. It would be amazing. And you know what? We think, well, I don't know what to say to people. What about a smile? <laughs> What about a hug? What about helping someone? I believe, and I say this a lot, I believe that the only time you should look down upon someone is when you're trying to pull them up. Right? Because you got to look down to pull them up, right? 
It's the only time that we should do that. And when we start getting the checklist in our mind about, oh, start the judgment, eh, let's just say, oh, I'm not going there. Sorry, Tammy. (laughs) Let's just say, let that be a cue. When that starts going there, say, oh, nope, that's not how I am anymore. I'm not going to judge people. Right? I'm going to love people. And in, um, in Matthew chapter 7, there's a great verse about it. Let me see if I can find it. Um, 7 verses 3 through 5. And it says here, it says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? Man, how many times do we do that, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I see this, this, and this, and this, right? But man, we're, we got all these lists of things in our life. How many know we haven't arrived? All right? I have not arrived. You could sit there and say, man, her hair's sticking up. Oh, she's got something in her teeth. Oh, man. You know, all these things. Because we haven't arrived. We're growing to be more like Jesus, Right? The Bible talks us going from glory to glory. We haven't arrived. So let's start, stop putting the stigma on someone else and saying, man, they should suck it up and be better. Man, we haven't arrived. All right? Okay. So how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own? You hypocrite. Yikes. No one likes to hear that. First, take the plank out of your own eye. And then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Amen? And you know what? Uh, This whole time, this whole beginning of the year, the 21-day fast, it's all about getting the plank out of our eye. Right? That's why we do it. We need help. Come on. We need help. Sometimes we go in our day-to-day and today-to-day life, And we don't even realize that we got a plank in our eye because it's so a part of us, right? But when we pause and we get everything out of the way and we take the time to allow the Lord and the mirror, the Bible has talked about a mirror, right? Um, We get into the word and it's like a mirror to us. Then we begin to see that there's a plank in our eye. And God shows us how to remove it, right? And so that's what helps us. As we, as we go through these things about, you know, let's not judge people. Let's just love people flat out. And it's going to look different in each one of you. That's why it's so beautiful. Some of you, your gift is giving. Some of you, you'll notice things that others don't notice, right? They'll say, man, they look like they could use a new pair of shoes. And some of you might say, hey, I'm going to go buy them and take them to buy them a pair of shoes. That's what love looks like. Do you know what I'm saying? Some of you are like, man, I'm going to go, you know, buy someone groceries. Or, man, I'm just going to take the time and listen. Man, I don't know why, but I just have this love for the elderly. Man, we need you, right? I'm going to go and sit with, with the elderly and just loving them. Man, I have this heart for young moms. I see how stressful it can be, especially young single moms. And I'm going to go and I'm going to spend time with them and I'm going to help them and I'm going to love them and not judge them. What would that look like if the church actually decided to be the church? Wow. Could you imagine? Like, let's dream for a minute. Come on. Let's dream for a minute. We don't know people's story. And let's be the people that take the time to get to hear people's stories. 
this place should be a safe place. It shouldn't be a place where people need to have their guards up, right? When you're guarded, you're not going to receive. You have a wall up, right? It takes a little bit for that wall to get down. But, you know, let's be a people that loves people just the way they are. Hey, Jesus loves us in our mess, right? How many of you know it took a long time for, for, Jesus, for me to say yes to God in my life, right? How about you? Like, it took a long time of me, of the Lord wooing me and doing all these things for me to say yes. And over and over, I just didn't know it was him through my life. But, man, I said yes. And, and there's people in our lives that they're just in that place, Right? God's wooing them. God's speaking to them. And we can't control people. How many know we're not robots? And God likes it like that. Do you know that? I missed something. What was said? Oh. I'm a robot, Owen. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. Yeah, we're not robots, Owen, right? We're not robots. Like, God likes it like this. He likes our personalities. We all have different personalities for a reason. Like, if everyone was as hyper as me, it would be overwhelming, wouldn't it? People would be like, oh, I need a break. Where's the break room? Get me out of here. If everyone was good cooks, how would that be? We'd all be huge, right? You know, I mean, we're all different for a reason. Um, Oh, I remember why I was talking about VOA, Voice of the Apostles. Came back to me. Thank you for putting up with me. My scatterbrain, I'm like, bing, 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 bing. Um, Yeah, outlines are not good for me because I'd be like this the whole time. You don't want me like that. So anyways, so at VOA, (laughs) um, there was a woman, um, some of you may have heard of her. Her her name is Heidi Baker, and she's amazing. She's this little blonde woman who is a missionary to Mozambique, Africa, and she has just seen, uh, she's just amazing. She's planted like thousands and thousands of churches, um, and she's seen the dead raised. Uh, almost every time she prays for people who are, have a uh, problem with hearing deaf, they get, they get healed. Like, I mean, phase on, they, she, I, I believe the last time I heard her talk about it, that it's every time. And that's crazy to me, right? And so anyways, I want to be around people like that, right? How many want to be people like that? Like, yes, I want to be around people who are seeing more of God than I'm seeing, right? Because it spurs us on. That's why we're all, we're all here together, because some of us have different stories, and it inspires us, right? It's important. All, and anyways, so um, this message that she talked about, was that the whole body of Christ is needed in this hour. And she used this analogy um, about all hands on deck. All hands on deck. And she kept saying, it's time for all hands to be on deck. You know, like in the boat, like all of us are needed. All of us have gifts. All of us are needed in this hour and in this time. It's not just for the pastors, right? It's the pastors to serve you, to see you go higher and do greater things than we could ever do. How many mothers and fathers in here, when you see your children, like, accomplish great things, what does it do to your heart? 
doesn't it bless you? Isn't it like, oh my goodness, that's so amazing. I mean, what would it look like if we were jealous of our children? I mean, that would be crazy, right? And it's the same thing um, with God's family. Like, we're not supposed to be competing with one another. We're here to complete one another. We're here to complete one another. All hands on deck. We're all to be a part of it. And you each have gifts that we need. There's people out there in our families and in our lives that need to be a part of what God's doing. Amen? Like, they need to have their hands on the deck too, right? And so, like, you know, having that mindset, like, man, let's just, let's bring people. Let's pray together. You know, let's be a family. Let's eat together, right? I mean, we're having football Sunday. We're going to all eat together and, and do these great things. Like, let's be a family. Let's be a healthy family. Let's spend time together. Let's not judge each other, right? Let's, isn't this a simple message? But sometimes doesn't it get lost in all the riffraff, Right? It just gets lost in some of the simplest message of what God said to love him and to love people and to love ourselves. It just gets lost. And, and the gospel is simple. It's good news. Amen? It's good news. Like, we were meant to be loved. We were meant to be healed, right? We were meant to get free from our junk. Come on. Like, I mean, for me to get that anxiety gone from my life, I mean, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Amen? And if he can do it for you, he can do it for other people. Or if he can do it for me, he can do other people that you know, right? Like, he is powerful. He is powerful. And, you know, heaven looks like, it's like all nations, right? Like, all of us, all different people need an encounter with God. Come on, he's irresistible. When we come to him and we represent him well, Jesus is irresistible. Amen? And so it's like knowing who we are in God. It's knowing who we are and allowing him to change us and to just simply love the person in front of us. Isn't that powerful? That's so amazing. So it's like it's a safe place. It's a safe place. Hallelujah. Um, And uh, there's this other scripture. It's in Psalms. It's, um, it's one of the, I love the scripture. It's Psalm 68, let me see if I can, 68.5, I believe. And it should be up there. Yeah, 68.5. And it says this, um, in the beginning of this uh, psalm, it talks about how powerful God is. And I'll read it. Um, Before I get to verse 5, it says, May God arise and may his enemies be scattered. How many know what the enemies are? Those those are from the demonic realm, right? How many know what that means? Like, it's not talking about people, right? People are, are the way they are because of the abuse, the injustice from the enemy, right? He came to steal, kill, and destroy. And God wants, God made a way for him to be defeated on the cross, Amen? And we just apply that like, like medicine, if you want to call it, upon us. And God is the healer, and he's the deliverer. So he, God is arising, and his enemies being scattered. May his foes flee before him. As smoke is blown away by the wind, may you blow them away. Isn't that powerful? As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. 
but may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God, and may they be happy and joyful. Sing to, see, that's God's will right there, amen? Sing to God, and you could be happy in the midst of going through something. How many know that? You could be happy, and you could be going through hell in a handbag, right? And you could be going through hard stuff, but you still can have the joy of the Lord, which brings you strength, right? God is so powerful. And then it says, sing to God, sing praise to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord. We were singing that song, this is how I fight my battles, amen? It's with praise. And then it says this in verse 5, a father to the fatherless. Oh my goodness, there's so many people that need a good dad, right? They need a good mom out there. And it doesn't have to be their physical mom. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, we're all called to be mothers and fathers, right? Sisters and brothers, we're all called to be part of a family. And God's a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, right, Marva? A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. And then in verse 6, it says, God sets the lonely in families. There are lonely people out there that need to be part of a family. Amen? There's lonely people that need to be a part of what God's doing. There's lonely people out there that need to be a part of what God is doing all around the world. Right? And then it says, uh, he leads forth the prisoners prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. And it's like there's people out there that are really going through a tough time. And they're in this sun-scorched land. They're in the desert, right? And, and they're waiting for someone to stop and love them. They're waiting for someone to, to notice them, right? They're waiting for someone to hear what God's saying and to respond to what he's doing. I don't know about you, but that stirs me. That stirs me that, man, it's not just about the pastors. It's about all of us. We're all called, all hands on deck, amen? All hands on deck. We're all called. We all have gifts that are needed in the body of Christ. The lonely people in the desolate places in the sun-scorched lands are needed. They're needed. They're needed. God loves them. God wants to heal them. God wants to restore them, amen? God wants to see them set free and be part of a family, amen? And he's calling us as brothers and sisters in Jesus to go and get them and tell them to come home, right? Come on, to go and love on them and to go see their lives change. If, if, you know, God is so powerful. And so, you know, it's, it's saying, you know what, I'm going to get my eyes off of myself, just like that woman in the testimony said, man, I noticed people. <laughs> that was her testimony. Like, it takes us saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop having it be about me, myself, and I, right? And I'm going to notice people. And I'm going to love them. And I'm going to be a family with them, right? You know, I have this thing in my house. Thank you, Harley, for bringing it. And um, it's on, some of you who've been to my house, you've probably seen this raggedy old thing. <laughs> Thanks, Harley. You rock. Appreciate you for bringing this. Um, and I have this, in it, and it says over it in a paper, but no one knows, notices the paper. <laughs> I need to redo it. But it says, Tuttle's family motto. Tuttle's house motto is what it says. Tuttle's house motto. And what it is, is it's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And what our motto is, is love is patient. 
right? Patient. People are going to mess up. They're not going to get it right. How many have taught a child how to ride a bike? Do they get it the first time? No. So patient, right? Love is patient. Love is kind. I mean, it's not rocket science, people, right? It's being kind to people when people aren't kind to us, right? It's seeing the best in them when they can't see it themselves and talk about the things you're seeing in them so that they can rise up to their potential, amen? We talk about when we teach about prophecy about calling the gold out of people, like with miners. When miner, miners, when people who go into a mine and mine gold, you know, there's dirt everywhere, right? It's all over the place. But when they find that gold, they pull it out and they're like, hey, I found the gold, right? I mean, they didn't talk about the dirt, they talked about the gold. And it's the same thing with people. As we look and see the gold, let's blab about that right? Let's point that out. How many would be encouraged if someone did, someone did that to you? Wouldn't you be encouraged? And so uh, love is kind. It does not envy. It, it, it does not boast, right? It is not proud. It is not rude. Come on. These are not, ro- this is not rocket science, okay? It's not rude. It is not self-seeking. It's putting others before you. It's not easily angered, you know, and I'm not saying we always get, get all these, right? We're all growing to be more like Jesus, right? Come on. It keeps no record of wrongs. Man, forgiveness is a huge part of family, healthy families. You know that. Right? Keeping no record of wrongs. Forgive people and let it go. Amen? And ask God to help you. Ask God to help you see the person the way he does. Because people are the way they are because of what they've been through right? They've they've been through some stuff, and it comes out ugly. And you know what? It comes out ugly in us, too. So let's have grace for people, right? Let's be patient for people. Love does not delight in evil. And you know, sometimes we're like, man, they failed. Woohoo, right? But let's just decide, like, we're not going to delight in that. That person is not having a good time. And you know what? I don't want them not to have a good time. It's going to affect me too. I want them to be filled with joy and to be an overcomer, right? So I'm not going to delight in the evil that's going on in their life. But it rejoices with the truth. Amen? And when people do something, that's not really who they are. Do you know that? They're called in the image of God. They're called to be like him, right? It always protects. Some people do not know what protection is. They haven't had it in their life. So let's try to model that, okay? It always trusts. Now, I'm not saying be stupid, okay, and put your head under sand. I'm just saying, you know, like, let's trust the best in people, amen? Let's trust God, right, that he's big enough to see breakthrough. Always trusts, always hopes, Amen? Always perseveres, and love never fails. Amen? So as a body, let's just begin to have that motto for people, for the people in our sphere of influence, and to see them uh, be changed. Amen? And to see God move. I want to just end with just reading uh, this, this um, passion of Scripture that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, some, some places call it... Um, the prodigal son, 
some talk about, uh, I, I love, I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, which I don't know if anyone's heard of the Passion Translation. It is amazing. It's so good. Um, so I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation of the Bible. Um, and we'll have it on the board there. And you could, um, uh, you could follow along. But this one says, A Loving Father. Then it says, Then Jesus said, Once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share of your estate that belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed it among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterwards, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far-off land where he soon wasted all he was given in Uh, given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry, for there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing to even eat the slop given to the pigs, because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing, and he thought, There are so many workers at my father's house who have all the food that they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back home to my father's house, and I'll say to him, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. So the young son set off, set off for, for home. From a long distance away, this is my favorite part, his father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar, and great compassion swelled up in his heart for his son. Come on, that's how God feels about us and the people who are out there, Amen. I lost my place. Swelled up in his heart for his son who was returning home. So the father raced out to meet him. He didn't sit there and say, that scoundrel man figures he's coming home, right? (laughs) He raced out to meet him. He swept him up in his arms. He hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted and said, Son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his finger. And bring out the best shoes that you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For this beloved son of mine was once dead, but now he's alive again. Once he was lost, but now he is found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Now the older son was out working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music of celebration and dancing. So he called over to one of his servants and asked, 
What's going on? The servants replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, father, listen, how many years have I been working like a slave for you, performing every duty you've asked a faithful son? And I've never once disobeyed you, but you never threw a party for me because of my faithfulness. See, how many of us, how many of us can act like that, right? Like, man, it's not fair. Look at this. I've been being good all this time. I've been going to church every Sunday, blah, 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 blah. And this person comes in, right? You can have that attitude. Never once have you even given me a goat that I could feast on and celebrate with my friends like he's doing now. But look at his reckless living. And there, here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. The father said, my son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. It's only right to celebrate like this and be overjoyed because this brother of yours was once dead and gone, but now he's alive and back with us. He was lost, but now he is found. Amen. Isn't that so good? And so let's, amen, let's go out and let's find the lost sons. Amen. And let's bring them back home. And as the lost sons come in this place, let's be like the father that we go and embrace them. Amen. You don't want to overpower them and give them all these kisses, right? But just like love people. Amen. Love people in your sphere of influence and let God move in your life. He wants to use you. Amen. Amen. And let's pray together. So, Father, I just thank you that you are such a good father. Lord, you're a good father to us, God, and you're a good father to all. And Lord, we just pray that you would put people in our paths, God, that need to know that, that we can be you with skin on, that we can love the person in front of us, God, and and bring the family of heaven atmosphere wherever we go. And Lord, that we would bring people back, Lord, so that we can have all hands on deck to see you move in this county and in the life that we live. We thank you for this time. Bless each person in this room, God. Overwhelm them with your kindness and your goodness, God. Bring healing and life to them and their family. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming today. We love you. Um, We have an altar ministry up here if you need.